There's a place in football for all of us. If you're ready to get involved with the game, head to usafootball.com slash league finder. The Football for All podcast shares interesting stories happening in and around the game. I'm Jesse Giorzi. This season, we talk with people helping bring football to everyone and those impacted by the idea of football for all. You know, take the dad-daughter relationship and make it more of a working relationship uh, on the field. And she's a hard worker. She's super focused. She's a, she's a great leader. And for me to be able to, to witness that, like I said, from the sidelines and on the field with her is just an absolute joy. He's always there, you know, to urge me to try something new or to point out little things during film that I could, you know, fix and improve later on. So we definitely say, you know, our connection has definitely gotten stronger and it's just leading us to success. Earlier this season, we spoke with two families that have mothers passing down tackle football to their sons, both with interesting stories about how the game helped them build a stronger bond and caught a few people by surprise along the way. Today, we have a similar but different story. We're going to talk to a dad who played flag football at a high level in and after college at a time that that was absolutely unheard of. This dad went on to have a daughter who shares not only his love for flag, but some of the skill. Recently, he started coaching her, and the student may have already surpassed the master she was just named the two-way state player of the year in Florida after last season. This is a story of coach and player, of dad and daughter, and of flag football in Florida. Today, we're talking to Anthony and Devin Silvestri, um, a couple of accomplished flag players, each in their own right. Uh, and uh, now Anthony coaching uh, Devin, who was just the uh, state player of the year in, uh, in 2A. So let's start with Dad. Anthony, what was your youth sports experience? Did you play football at tackle or flag level growing up? I played tackle. I started playing uh, in fifth grade in a Catholic school league up in uh, west side of Cleveland, Ohio, and uh, played all the way through uh, ninth grade uh, into my freshman year. And then um, my family relocated from Ohio down to Florida. And uh, that summer prior, uh, we went on a family trip out to Italy and I got introduced to premier level uh, you know, soccer, which was intriguing to me because as a kid, uh, you know, I was pretty much an all American sports kid, played basketball, played baseball, football. I played some golf. I, ten- I played tennis, but now I played soccer. So when I got back from Italy that summer and we moved to Florida, um, I took an interest in soccer and, and stopped playing tackle football. Uh, so, but I, I did start again when I was in, in my fifth grade year and carried that all the way through, th- through my ninth grade year. Uh, what did you pick up? I mean, obviously, you know, footwork and, and things like that are easy things that, that are going to translate from a sport like soccer, but, you know, ever playing, playing soccer and then switching eventually to, uh, to back to flag, 
um, an interesting kind of mix of, of sports backgrounds, um, you know, with, with having the tackle background as well as having the, the soccer background and, and translating that to flag. What did you notice um, what things were easier to transition to or what, what skills or techniques were you able to, to say, oh, yeah, I can do this from tackle or I can do this from my soccer days and, and easily translate that over a flag? Yeah, I mean, it, you know, being a multi-sport athlete and, and encouraging our own players at the high school level to play multiple sports, we, we don't want them to specialize. You know, we think that there's incredible attributes they can gain from different sports. You know, you think basketball, you know, jumping and building up your hamstrings and things like that and footwork on the hard court. You know, for me, <clears throat> learning soccer in, into my you know, my teen years did absolutely create more power for me. My footwork and my ability to to cut and move with the ball on my foot really transitioned me into playing flag football, which I, I didn't start playing flag football until I got to you know, my college years. Uh, but that transition of multiple sports, you know, building strength in different parts of my body, my core, my legs, and then, of course, transitioning into soccer where everything is is really quick, you know, footwork and you know, eye foot coordination and being able to beat a defender with the ball in your foot. That would made it much easier for me to attack defenders when I transitioned to flag in my in my college days. Let's talk about that that flag, uh, you know, your 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 flag career and, and when you started playing and when you felt like, hey, I might be actually pretty decent at this and, and want to play at a, at a higher level. Yeah, so I I, uh, I attended the University of South Florida in in, in Tampa, Florida, and um, in, got introduced to flag football just because intramurals was available, and uh, played played with my dorm team, and we went on and won won a campus championship, and really fell in love with the sport. Probably the first game we played um, it was a bunch of high school friends that came up to school with me, and. Um, we started competing against some really good teams on campus and found out that there were uh, leagues outside of intramurals uh, locally in the Tampa area. And then of course, throughout the state and flag football is pretty popular in the Southeast. Uh, we were traveling, you know, up to Louisiana and uh, Georgia and other parts of the Southeast to play other college teams. And of course, just other cl- you know, club leagues that were available to us. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of how I got introduced to it is just learning it at the uh, intramural level from from the dorm team. And then I joined a, a bunch of uh, other athletes that were on campus and we kind of formed uh, kind of a super team, I guess I'll call it. And we went on to win a few uh, college uh, campus championships, which then took us up to the national championship, which was hosted at the time back in the 90s. Uh, at the University of New Orleans uh, during the week of of the Sugar Bowl, uh, which was really cool because there was you know college representation from just about every major Division One, Division Two school in, in in the U.S. and there was even um, military representation um, from different military bases where they had teams that came f- uh, to Louisiana and then there was even teams from Mexico. So uh, it was a really uh, an eye opening experience to kind of. Uh, kind of fight for almost like a March Madness basketball type tournament where you got a big board. Uh, there was 250 some colleges represented and trying to get to that final four. Uh, that was kind of a week long effort playing four or five games a day. And then ultimately, you know, getting to the, to the pinnacle game in the championship, which um, my team made it there twice. Uh, we made it to the semifinals and lost once. Uh, but the unique thing about playing in the championship game back then, especially during the Sugar Bowl week, was that if uh, 
you know, win or lose of that championship game, which was still played on the University of North, North, New Orleans campus. Um, the two teams in the championship game got to play before the Sugar Bowl inside the Louisiana Superdome, uh, which was which was a thrill being a, a 20 year old back then to have 30 some thousand fans in the stands. And we're out there looking up on the big screen, watching replays and such. So um, it was it was a really cool experience all around. Devin, let's talk about you growing up now and, and what sports uh, were you playing growing up? I think you've, you've got a couple still that, uh, that you play now in addition to flag, but what was what were your first uh, first sports experience and, and when did you start picking up flag? I played a variety of sports. So I was super interested in uh, softball and soccer. And I mean, there was a time where I was playing softball, soccer, and flag all in the same time. And I would have to be rushing back and forth to go to games or practices. But um, those three are were the main sports that I, you know, really enjoyed playing. Um, so I played those for a few years. Uh, I've been playing soccer since, well, I've played for like 10 years and uh, stopped playing uh, not too long ago. But as like my dad said earlier, um, playing the very first like flag game ever, which I started playing when I was six, I automatically fell in love with the sport. Um, it was, you know, even just playing soccer and, you know, all the other sports that I've participated in, you know, flag is definitely my favorite. And um, uh, so, yeah, I started when I was six. I played in um, a co-ed program called um i9 sports which is like just down the road from us so we would be playing with um you know boys and girls and i play with my best friend and we played there for a few years and then um when i reached eighth grade at random middle school uh it was the first year that they were having girls flag football at the middle school level so i was like oh let's just yeah i'm gonna try this out you know i enjoyed playing at the i9 like co-ed uh, level when I was younger. I'm just going to carry this on to playing in eighth grade. So I played uh, as a quarterback very first year and uh, we made it all the way uh, to playoffs. We lost in the second round, but I had so much fun with it. And then as soon as we got into, you know, summer going into uh, freshman year, I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, there's a flag team at Newsome. I really want to consider trying out for their summer ball program. And so I did that. And again, I just had an absolute blast with the team. I loved all the girls that I, that I played with, all the coaches that were involved. So um, as a freshman, I was starting quarterback on the varsity team, which was kind of intimidating when you're playing with a bunch of juniors and seniors and you're the only freshman on the team. It is a little intimidating, but um you know, I loved all the girls. I used to play soccer with a bunch of them. And um, our friendship has definitely grown throughout these past years of playing together. And um, it's only grown even more after winning states this past year as well. Yeah, from from your perspective, uh, you know, flag, you know, growing up and, and not I guess at least a lot of people grew up playing flag, uh, you know, on rainy days in gym class or, um, you know, you see it in, in college and in, uh, in intramurals or powder puff and not necessarily as as uh, as serious as a competitive sport. But in your house growing up, like flags always been a sport that can be played at a high level, um, you know, from your from your dad. Do you feel like that changed your perspective on 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 the game of flag from early on because you knew that 
hey, this is a game that can be played in the national stage and um, and, and played at a, at a very high level because of, of how far your, your dad went uh, playing adult flag? Yeah, of course. He would be telling me stories all the time about him winning, you know, national championships and, you know, making it into the Hall of Fame for being a flag football player. And that only encouraged me more to want to keep playing the sport and, you know, try and see how far I can go and see all the accomplishments I could possibly um, achieve. And, um, you know, with flag being, uh, with flag growing so fast as of right now, you know, I really want to see um, what it becomes as a collegiate level sport um, when I graduate this year, because yeah, NAIA, you know, it's, it's huge. Like right when that came out saying that they were doing scholarships for girls at the NAIA level, you know, I automatically like my jaw dropped because when I, when I got into high school, you know, it was just a high school level sport to play. Like after high school, you were kind of done, but except if you wanted to do, you know, club at a, a college, but um, yeah, I found out about NAI and just only wanted me to continue working harder and, you know, try and win some state championships just you know get some exposure and um yeah you know I really want to see where uh flag ends up in this next year hopefully it'll become you know maybe like a d3 d2 sport but uh, we'll see Anthony you know I, I've got uh, a three-year-old so not playing any sports quite yet but as, as parents we always think like oh yeah my kid's great at, at uh, whatever she does or whatever he does um, you know, looking at it through that maybe more uh, critical eye as a, as a flag player yourself, like what what at what age did you realize that um, that Devin had uh, had that really strong talent and, and not only love for flag but but the, the talent to uh, to go along with it? it you know, like, like Devin mentioned, you know, she started playing at six, and it was a co-ed league, and you know, the, I think at the eight there was six to eight year olds, and and as you know, two years at that age is is really a it's a chasm of difference, right? You know, eight year olds are a lot bigger than six year olds, and of course she was competing against boys, but what stood out for me when she got on that field was, and you know, her speed, her ability to to beat defenders, you know, get to the corner, get to an edge, you know, her footwork from soccer was already paying dividends when she started to play flag. But the biggest thing was just her vision. Like she, she's always had an amazing sports IQ. Um, you know, I can go back to when she was probably a couple of years old, you know, four years old or so um, I'm sitting on the couch watching the masters golf tournament and she, sat on the couch and just watched there, just intrigued by sports. So I knew that she was attracted to sports when she was young. Uh, you know, soccer was the easy pathway in because it's just such a, an enormous recreational sports entry. Uh, but when, you know, when flag was available locally to us out in the, you know, the East suburbs of Tampa, you know, I jumped on the chance to get her out there, but I, I would say for, for me, you know, it was, her, her vision and her ability to understand the game and the questions she was asking, like she was very inquisitive, you know, she would, she was playing safety at points. She was a rusher. She played quarterback. We'd hand the ball off to her when she was six and she would beat defenders up and down the field, but she just had great vision. And that for me, I, I could see that that was transferring over from the game of soccer pretty quickly. At what point, uh, I mean, obviously you're going to have some, you know, casual giving pointers and things like that and, and sharing some things as, as any parent would. 
Um, but, you know, given again that you played, at what point did you formally start, uh, you know, getting involved in, uh, in coaching her, her teams really? Yeah, I was a, I was a spectator dad on the sidelines the first couple of years and just, just enjoying, you know, being a witness to the kids playing. It was a lot of fun, but I'd say after her second or third year in flag, when she was around nine, I started to take over and, and coach a team in that, in that, uh, I nine league. And, um, that's when we started to kind of, you know, evolve an offense and we would try to throw some different defensive looks and not play man coverage, which most teams played. So I'd say when she was around nine, I got involved. Um, and then of course we kept that going all the way until she got into middle school. Uh, and as De Devin mentioned in, in Hillsborough County here in Tampa, they, they opened up uh, flag football as a middle school sport in her eighth grade year. And she was just so eager to jump in and get involved in that. And they had a great run. It was a lot of fun. And I was, again, I was on the sidelines there because you know, most, and the, most of the middle schools were, were led by, you know, teachers or coaches that were part of the, the staff or administration. Um, and then when Devin got into high school, uh, again, I was, I was just the spectator that freshman year. Um, I, I got to know the coaches real well and, uh, they knew my background and, you know, they, they asked me if I wanted to help out and consult. And of course I jumped at the opportunity to, to be able to continue to coach with my daughter. So, um, it started probably around when she was nine though. Devin, how was that for you? Right. You go, uh, a lot of coaches are, are, are parents. Um, uh, and so what was that like going from, from dad, just giving you pointers here and there about some things to, to actually formally uh, being coach. You know, I loved, as soon as he became the coach my sophomore year, I was like, yes, this is going to be great. We're going to go super far this season. I'm so excited because we already have a strong connection as just being, you know, a father and daughter. And, you know, after winning States this past year, our, connection has only gotten stronger. So this is just going to allow us to um, try out new things and just be better at the ones that, um, you know, we're struggling at. Um, so like, for example, you know, we watch film together, you know, every night before a game or um, at night after our practice, you know, whatever it may be, he's always there, you know, to urge me to try something new or to point out little things during film that I could, you know, fix and improve later on. So we definitely say, you know, our connection has definitely gotten stronger and it's just leading us to success. You know, so Anthony playing the, the, the being a coach or playing the coach role 15, 20, 30 hours a week, maybe. Um, but you're a dad, the, the other 130 or so hours of, of that week. So how have you seen, you know, having the opportunity to, to coach Devin in a sport that you played, um, you know, especially as, as flag football and, and girls flag football in, in Florida and, and across the country has grown and grown and grown. How's that changed your relationship or what kind of things that you feel like have, have, have uh, drawn you closer together or, or improved that relationship, um, finding that, that mutual love for another sport and, and bringing that, uh, you know, back into your, to your home as a family. Yeah. You know, I've, I've mentioned this in, in social media posts and such that it's, it's impossible to recreate the moments that happen on the field. You know, it, it, we're in the house. I see Devin every day. I work from home. My job allows me to do that. We have a great father daughter relationship, but when being around the field, it's just a, a completely different level of focus and intensity. So, um, you know, as we've gone through this, 
evolution of dad and daughter now at the high school level. And as Devin mentioned, we had a very successful run last year, led us to a state championship. You know, I, I dreamt of that. I, I'd be lying if I didn't say that when I was asked to, to join the staff to help coach, you know, I was like, well, what a dream this would be if we could reach the ultimate goal as a team and win a state championship. And I could see that we were there about midpoint in the season. Like we, the team was starting to unify. The players were playing for each other. We were playing for four full quarters. We got in some dogfight type of games where the teams were having a rally. You know, I was witnessing Devin trying to pull the team, you know, from the offensive side as a quarterback, making big plays. And then defensively, you know, the kids on both sides of the ball, just kind of all stepping up. So for me, it was, it was an incredible feeling to be part of that and to be yards away from her. And, you know, we've got, we've got a, a system now. So, you know, I, I kind of, I call the offensive plays. She's obviously executing on those, you know, pre-snap, you know, we've, as Devin mentioned, we've gone through a lot of film study. So I'm teaching her how to read defenses. I'm, I'm, I want her to trust that the work she's put in, that she can go ahead and make the play without having me having to give her a read. And she does that over and over and over. And then there's times where a defense will switch before that and it, it goes against what we what we may have called at that moment. And we'll we'll check out of it and we'll go into something else. So we've we've evolved from that level, but it's really helped us together just kind of you know, take the dad-daughter relationship and make it more of a working relationship uh, on the field. And she's a hard worker. She's super focused. She's a, she's a great leader. And for me to be able to to witness that, like I said, from the sidelines and on the field with her is just an absolute joy. Devin, as you've continued to to go and, and get new experiences and flag, I was reading one story about you that uh, you'd won an accuracy challenge at a at a QB event for uh, for pretty terrific passers um, when they added girls flag players for the first time. Am I right to assume that I was with uh, with both boys and girls there? Yes, there were both boys and girls there. Um, we were the first girls to ever be a part of the Elite 11 program. So that itself was, you know, super exciting. I was so ready to get on the field and, you know, kind of show the boys up and see, you know, what girls are made of. And um, I mean, you could see on faces like some of the passes we'd throw they'd be like oh my gosh you know I didn't know like a girl could do that but um you know the accuracy uh challenge a lot of fun itself but um just being able to not only get the exposure but you know to kind of just be the very first girl to ever um you know win that award is just huge itself and I'm so glad to have been a part of that and it was just a great experience overall as well what were the what was that experience like that day I mean you know obviously that the I, I would guess that even some of the boys were caught by surprise that there were going to be some girls flag players there and and as you're dropping back and doing the same different kind of drills as them um was that uh you know was it what, mutual respect from jump street did you feel like you had to had to go out and sling it around a little bit and, and earn it or what was the reaction like there from uh especially from some of the the boys tackle players that um that saw you come up and and, uh, and honestly you know put them to shame at least in, uh, in that drill yeah so definitely um their reactions when they first you know saw us walking up to enter the field they were kind of like uh why are, you know like why are there girls here i thought this was just kind of you know like a all boys thing and but um you know we'd all be uh switching stations after a certain amount of time and you know 
uh, you know, it was probably 80 boys there and 11 of us girls. So we'd be moving around. And as we're moving to each station, you know, the boys would, boys would kind of like take a pee just to see like if we can really throw or not. And um, over time, after just going through all the stations, they really, um, you know, noticed our athleticism and flag and how well we could throw the ball and um, you know, we got to this last station when we were, when we were throwing the boys, the ball in the end zone, you know, every time we threw it, they were all like, Oh my gosh, this is insane. That's so awesome. So that itself, that was just like amazing feeling knowing that we all have mutual respect for each other at the end of the day. That was great. But, um, yeah, I think at first they were kind of like, well, you know, what are they doing here? But at the end of the day, they definitely gained respect for us. Cool. Um, you know, I think as, as we look, uh, we've been talking about the, the past and the present, um, you know, a lot lately or, or on this conversation, as you look to the future and flags already, as we talked about, it's taking your dad a lot of different places and, and flags now taking you some different places and giving you some different opportunities as you head into senior year and, and beyond that, what do you, what do you see for, uh, for flag in your future? If you were to look into, uh, uh crystal ball and try and figure out where, where flags taking you next and, 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 and where you're headed next. Yeah, so without a doubt, I would love to play flag, even if it was me playing, uh, you know, club or, you know, at a collegiate stage in NAIA program. Um, I will definitely play no matter what, because flag definitely has is a part of my life and I love it so much. And I just don't know what I would do without it. So, um, you know, I would love to play at an NAI, you know, getting a scholarship and playing there. But, you know, I still have some time to decide because... I also have to think about, you know, the career that I want to pursue when I'm older. So I need to find a good school for that. But there's without a doubt, I will be, I would definitely be playing flag no matter where I go. Awesome. Thank you both for, uh, for making some time and, and talking about your, your history and your future in, uh, in flag, which is obviously an ever, ever growing and ever expanding uh, sport that uh, um, you guys are both playing a, a big role in. Yeah, Jesse, th- thank you for having us, and thank you to USA Football for, again, shining a spotlight on flag football. You know, the, we're motivated to get this sport to grow. It's a, it's an amazing community of coaches that are all in it for the right reasons, that are all trying to push the sport forward. And, um, you know, as Devin's been talking about throughout the podcast, you know, we hope that the sport continues to grow at the NCAA level and provides more opportunities for girls in football. So thanks again for having us. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. On behalf of USA Football, thank you for listening to the Football for All podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or the show in general, please rate it, review it, share it with friends, or post about it on social media. A stronger future of football needs people like Anthony, Devin, and people like you. Head to usafootball.com FDM for more on the football development model and our vision of football for all. This episode was produced by Jacob Fresky and hosted by me, Jesse Giorzi. Supporting content was created by Jacob and the USA Football Creative Team. Thanks to everyone at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for what they do to support girls' flag and football in general in Florida.